1: Throughout history and up to modern times, we invite you to pull up a chair,
0: put in your earbuds, and allow us to enlighten, educate, and explore the real reasons why Black African Americans are so angry. Because until you know the whole history, it isn't American history at all. Well, you know, Courtney, we haven't weighed in on this subject, but it's time we get into the fray. Hopefully... So we can set the the record straight in laymen's and laywomen's term about something that's been in the news and in the center of political firestorms in state houses and school board meetings for months, critical race theory, or CRT, as it has become known. Yep, and
1: Carol, it's time for us to dive into this hot-button issue. Since it appears this complex theory seems to be the latest boogeyman when it comes to trying to see, say, and confront systemic racism.
0: Yes, CRT is front and center these days. For example, the conservative organization um, known as the Heritage Foundation recently attributed a whole host of issues to CRT including the 2020 Black Lives Matter protests, LGBTQ clubs in schools, diversity training in federal agencies and organizations, California's recent ethnic studies model curriculum, and the free speech debate on college college campuses. Um, They are already uh, they already weighed in also on the alternatives to exclusionary discipline, such as the promise program that uh, is underway in Broward County, Florida, that some of the parents there blame for the Parkland school shootings. Now, the Heritage Foundation has said, quote, when followed to its logical conclusion, CRT is destructive and rejects the fundamental ideas on which our constitutional republic is based. And they basically see it as a pretty bad thing. CRT is tearing up the country. You know, it's, when you say it, it sounds like you're saying a very, very
1: foul expletive, (laughs) but it looks like they're coming up with a laundry list of problems that CRT is causing. It's a wonder they haven't blamed this theory on the JFK assassination or the other ills of the world as we know it. But seriously, though, There are very few, if any, topics we avoid when it comes to talking about systemic racism in America, but the uproar about critical race theory at first seemed to be a non-starter for us, because it just sounded like a cliched tempest in the teapot situation. Clearly, those who who oppose critical race theory have no idea what it even means.
0: Well, you're right about that, I think, uh, Courtney, but- That tempest has definitely leaped out of the teapot and it's in the mainstream now. Um, According to the Watchdog Media Matters, Fox News, a very conservative Fox News had by the 14th of July, 2021 mentioned critical race theory about 1,900 times in a brief period of only 3.5 months. And when Donald Trump was president of the United States, Fox News inspired him to issue an executive order censoring critical race theory in federal diversity seminars. Get this, eight states have passed legislation against critical race theory, including Idaho, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Iowa, New Hampshire, Arizona, South Carolina, and of course the eyes of Texas are upon us. Now, in addition to that, 20 states have introduced or plan to introduce anti-CRT laws. For example, right here in Texas, Senate Bill 3 goes so far as to ban any attempt to claim that slavery and racism are not, quote, deviations from the founding principles of the United States.
1: The problem with these laws though, Ann Carol, is that critical race theory for most people defies definition. It's become a catch-all term for any focus on structural racism. When people talk about we want to come together, it starts with teaching real history and Mm -hmm. any block or attempt to stop uh, that
0: is falling under the catch-all of stopping CRT. That's it. That's it. When you listen to some of the objections to and uh, the discussions about CRT, most of them are misguided because uh, they really, these people really don't understand what this theory is all about. Now, for one thing, when we get right down to it, our podcast is exactly what CRT is all about because CRT recognizes that racism, rather than being individual attitudes, is a system that produces and is produced by social institutions like the church, education, criminal justice, healthcare, media, law, all those institutions that we talk about and will continue to talk about on our podcast. Now this theory grew out of the work of legal scholars who are were people of color. Uh, some of them have passed on, some are still with us, uh, but these legal scholars included Derrick Bell Kimberly Williams Crenshaw, Patricia Williams, Cheryl Harris, Richard Delgado, and Mari Matsuda. And these uh, scholars recognized how racism was structured in law. These were law uh, scholars. And they they were able to point it out and use this theory to uh, examine laws in this country and show how racism is actually imbued throughout the laws. Now, today, uh, even though it started as a theory that these scholars in the legal profession used, now it's used across a wide variety of acad- academic disciplines as well as activist work.
1: You're right, in carol and we base the entire premise of why are they so angry on the idea that systemic racism permeates every aspect of American society. And our episodes are designed to point that out. In effect, we are proponents of critical race theory. So If anyone on here is afraid of critical race theory, if you've been listening to our show, you've gotten a course in it. So we gotcha. (laughs) So, but before we jump into explaining what CRT really is, let's build a knowledgeable foundation. Now, we usually associate the word theory to science and mathematics. But what Milton Dawes tells us is this. We couldn't stay alive without our theories in a world where we don't know everything about anyone or anything, including
0: ourselves, we have to have theories. That's a good point, Courtney. And one of the most famous scientific theories was stated in 1543 by Copernicus, who came up with the theory of heliocentrism, the Earth revolves around the sun, as do other planets. So I think a lot of our listeners, when they hear that, they're going to remember their high school uh, science class and remember that's a theory that they learned. But just like scientists and mathematicians, Milton Dawes contends that we all create and test theories to make sense of our world. Okay, so now that
1: we know we all develop theories, let's break down the meaning of the term critical race
0: theory. Okay, let's take each word. Critical meaning exercising or involving careful judgment or judicious evaluation. Race, any one of of the groups that humans are often divided into based on physical traits regarded as common among people of shared ancestry. And theory, an idea or set of ideas that is intended to explain facts or events. So let's put it all together. And we find that critical race theory is an idea or set of ideas that attempt to carefully evaluate and explain how race and racism play out in America, particularly when it first started in the American judicial system. Now, the theory holds that race is nothing more than a social construct. It's not real. It's something that was made up and that racism is not merely the product of individual bias or prejudice, but it's also something embedded in legal systems and policies. CRT attempts to make these systems visible in order to dismantle them and build more inclusive, equitable, and just structures. Now, once again, it's an academic concept that's more than 40 years old. It is not a curriculum. It is not a course of study. It is not textbooks or other learning materials or resources. It's a way of framing and looking at the problem of racism in America.
1: Also, critical race theory has nothing, let me repeat, critical race theory has nothing to do with Marxism or communism nor is it an effort to destroy the American way of life as some of the detractors claim. And it's definitely not, and I will repeat that, it is definitely not about teaching people how to hate others. In reality, the basic tenets of critical race theory, or CRT, emerged out of a framework for legal analysis in the late 70s and early 80s. So that boogeyman has been creeping around for years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, CRT, again, is a lot of things, but it is not a diversity and inclusion training. Uh, It is actually a practice of interrogating the role of race and racism in society that, as you said, Courtney, emerged in the legal academy and spread to other fields. Now, Crenshaw, who was one of the people who uh, was pioneering this theory, she coined the term CRT and notes that CRT is not a noun, but a verb. And a verb, remember from your high school or from your English classes, verb is an action. It is an action. And in that case, CRT critiques how the social construction of race and institutionalized systemic racism perpetuate a racial caste system that relegates people of color to the bottom tiers.
1: And CRT also recognizes that racism is not a bygone relic of the past. Instead, it acknowledges that the legacy of slavery, segregation, and the imposition of second-class citizenship on Black African-Americans and other people of color continue to permeate the social fabric of the United States. So let's talk about the six key parts of the theory.
0: Okay, let's get in there. First things first. Critical race theory recognizes race as a social construct rather than a biological function. Now, in other words, people who come from different races are not subhumans or subspecies. We are all one race, the human race. Now, This is where the colorblind theorists come in. They love this part, but they are not so keen on what I'm going to tell you next. Race is a social construct, according to the CRT theorists, theorists, developed by white colonists. And the subsequent laws of enslavement and segregation derive from a false theory of white supremacy. Now, you might say to yourself, "Okay, what is false about white supremacy? Well, simply put, differences amongst racial groups are due to environmental and social factors. So the idea of white people being inherently superior to other races has no scientific merit. None. So bye-bye eugenics. Uh, There you go. Of course, that did not stop scientists from claiming Black people were inferior. For example, like you said, the pseudoscience eugenics movement in America actually condoned sterilization of groups of people, particularly Black African Americans, because they were considered abnormal or lesser than whites. And in fact, you'll recall in one of our other episodes, we talked about how Nazis from Nazi Germany came here to America to learn about the eugenic system and to understand how black people were being uh, subjugated through that process. Now, one thing we have to remember, just as whites are not superior, according to the CRT theorists, critical race theory does not assert that black people are superior to other races. On the contrary, it proposes that Black people are equal to other racial groups but have been systematically oppressed because of the creation of this racial caste system. The Human
1: Genome Project found that humans share 99.9% of the genetic makeup. Despite our different appearances, critical race theory recognized that our ideas of racial difference, which run counter to this scientific evidence, have been socially constructed. It acknowledges how, how that social construct of race has shaped America and how systems and institutions replicate racial inequality.
0: Okay, so that was that was tenant number one. Let's talk about tenant number two. Critical race theory asserts that racism is systemic, not aberrational. Now, while a few white people, or actually a lot of white people, often view instances like George Floyd's murder as an anomaly perpetrated by one bad apple, CRT says that racism is something people of color endure consistently in American society. So if we can find racism to individual bad actors, we actually ignore the ways that systems and institutions can replicate racial inequality.
1: And there are numerous examples that we've talked about in other episodes as examples of how racism is systemic and pervasive. The massacres in Tulsa and other successful Black towns, Jim Crow laws, sundown towns, inequitable home mortgage lending, poor health care and marginalized communities, and the ongoing police killings of Black people are just a few examples of how American systems subjugate Based on race,
0: there we have it. Now let's talk about the third tenet. This one asserts that black people's legal setbacks actually benefit white people. So let's consider the current fight for voting rights. It's a it's a tough one, and you'll notice that around the country there have been a lot of laws that have been passed to uh, take away and limit and and basically keep people from being able to vote. And that, when you think about it, benefits white people. And here's an example. The Georgia deputy, Cody Griggers, who charged black people with fake felonies, he did that because when you have a felony, that prevents you from voting. And Griggers understood that keeping black people off the voting rolls actually strengthened the shrinking white voting block. Wow, and that's a and that's connecting the dots. Yes, it is. Now, the
1: fourth tenet of critical race theory asserts that Black people endure racial stereotyping and being treated as the other. Othering Black people dehumanizes them and greenlights acts of overt racism. So that system allows things like the Klan, cross burnings, racial attacks, things like that. It suddenly becomes okay to stop the Black man rather than the white man if you accept the racist premise that Black people are inherently dangerous. For example, dehumanizing and treating people as the other is ugly. And as seen in Germany's Holocaust or America's Trail of Tears, it explains why slavery could persist in the first place. Critical race theory suggests that this practice of othering continues to threaten people of color.
0: Yes, it does. Now let's talk about the fifth tenet of critical race theory, and that is this one called intersectionality. And this theory, this part of the theory uh, hypothesizes that individuals cannot be placed into a single identifying box. So here we go. A black woman is both black and female, but by viewing a woman as only black, Society would fail to understand the way her womanhood impacts her lived experience. So critical race theory says that people are dynamic and interdimensional. So we have to, when we're talking about someone experiencing uh, discrimination or uh, some form of of, uh, a setback, we have to think about it in all aspects of who that person is. And that's what intersectionality is all about.
1: And lastly, the sixth tenet asserts the need for a voice of color. Critical race theorists believe that someone from the same group is the best person to speak for them. Under this tenet, representation matters because a Black man would theoretically be more in tune with other Black men's specific needs and experiences. Although this tenet would seem to make sense on the surface, we know of instances of Black African Americans who don't speak or act in the best interest of other black African-Americans. So consequently, someone's skin color or sex does not guarantee they would be the group's best advocate. The The theory simply postulates they would be more likely to be a better representative. Like my grandmother would say, all skin folks ain't kin folks. So yeah. take that how you want
0: it, <laughs> yeah, and Grandma who you want right. to
1: think about.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think that may be the weakest tenet of the uh, theory. But anyway, it's still a tenet. Now, now that we know what those basic tenets are, and that the theory is intended for advanced study such as college, graduate, or professional education levels. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss how all this plays out in K-12 education and why it's become such a flashpoint. Want to learn more about systemic racism? Or maybe you want to leave us a comment, rate our show, subscribe, get box of swag, or reach out to us on social media. Well, you can. Go to our website, www.podpage.com, Why Are They So Angry, and connect with Courtney and me. You can even sign up to take our course, Systemic Racism, See It, Say It, Confront It. All that waiting for you at www.podpage.com, Why Are They So Angry. See you there. Okay, Courtney, we are back and ready to jump into why CRT is at the center of a number of controversies in K-12 school districts across the nation. But let's remember, CRT is a theory intended for advanced study in places like college, graduate level courses, professional education levels, and, and for scholarly research but somehow it's found its way into discussions about what should or should not be taught in K-12.
1: Well, and Carol, I want to reiterate this to our listeners and those who are going to share it with people who are afraid of CRT. CRT is not a curriculum or course of study taught in high school. I will repeat, CRT is not a curriculum or course of study taught in high school. It is a theory applied to situations as a way of understanding and explaining why those situations exist.
0: That's good to know, Courtney. And we need to remember that CRT got its start in the legal profession with legal scholars using it as an analytical way of understanding race and racism in law. And what has happened is that other academic areas and other scholars have started to use the theory to try to understand their areas of expertise, which brings us to scholars in education.
1: Now, scholars in the educational realm, they use this theory as a system so they can look at how policies and practices in K-12 education contribute to the persistence of racial inequalities in education and advocate for ways to change them. Among the topics these scholars have studied are racially segregated schools, the underfunding of majority Black and Latino school districts, the disproportionate disciplining of Black students and barriers to gifted programs and selective admission high schools, and the curricula that still enforces racist
0: ideas. And what you point out, Courtney, is very important. CRT is being applied by these scholars to understand and correct deficiencies in the education system. It's not a synonym for culturally relevant teaching, which emerged in the 1990s. A culturally relevant teaching approach seeks to affirm students' ethnic and racial backgrounds, and it's intellectually rigorous. Now, the approach of culturally relevant teaching is somewhat related to CRT in that one of the aims of that type of teaching is to help students identify and critique the causes of social inequality in their own lives. But in spite of this very clear differentiation, CRT is being maligned and misinterpreted. For example, a recent poll by the advocacy group Parents Defending Education claimed that some schools were teaching that quote, white people are inherently privileged while black and other people of color are inherently oppressed and victimized. And they also claim that some schools were teaching quote, achieving racial justice and equality between racial groups requires discriminating against people based on their whiteness, and that the United States was founded on uh, on racism. So if we listen to those arguments, you can understand why people are up in arms around the country. Now, much of the current debate about CRT does not spring from the academic text and scholarly research about education that is using the lens of CRT, but it's actually from fear among uh, those critics that students, especially white students, will be exposed to supposedly damaging or self-demoralizing ideas. Well, (laughs)
1: as a black student, I'm like, imagine what February feels like. Mm. But anyway, I digress. This is a serious episode. It is. Now, while some district officials have issued mission statements, resolutions, or spoken out about changes in their policies using some of the terminology of CRT, it's not clear to what degree educators are explicitly teaching CRT concepts. For the most part, though, scholarship on CRT is written in academic language or published in journals, not easily accessible by K-12 teachers. In other words, it is highly unlikely CRT is being taught in K 12 school, as opponents argue. The charge that schools are indoctrinating students in a harmful theory or a political mindset is a long standing one. So CRT just appears to be the latest punching bag in this ongoing cultural slugfest.
0: Yes, my dear knees, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Get this. In the early and mid 20th century, the concern was about socialism or Marxism and the conservative American Legion beginning in the 1930s sought to rid schools of progressive minded textbooks that encouraged students to consider economic inequality. Now, two decades later, the John Birch Society raised similar criticisms about school materials. So as with CRT criticism, The fear was that students would somehow be harmed by exposure to these ideas. Oh, the poor darling little kids. What about the children? What about the children? (laughs) Save the children. Now, if we listen to the historians, they say culture wars are always at some level battled out within schools. One historian says, quote, it's because they're nervous about broad social things that they're taking in the language of school and school curriculum. That's the vocabulary. But the actual grammar is anxiety about shifting power relations.
1: That's a good quote. Now, CRT is not itself a course or a workshop. But in the K-12 classroom, CRT can be an approach to help students understand how racism has endured past the civil rights era through systems, laws, and policies, and how those same system, law, systems, laws, and policies can be
0: transformed. That's true. And like many academic scholarly theories, CRT is complex and constantly evolving. And unfortunately, it has been latched onto by the far right and some uninformed citizens to become, as you said earlier, the boogeyman of cultural correctness. Now, Kimberly Williams Crenshaw has been clear that she believes A backlash is taking place right now, and that's why we're seeing all this stuff about CRT in the news and uproars at school board meetings and so on. And she believes that that's coming on the heels of the global protest against the police killing of George Floyd, so it's that pendulum swinging. And she believes that's the reason why there is an institutional campaign against critical race theory. Now, what I sense is a fear that exposing America with all its flaws will mean young people may be less patriotic and they might even question the basis upon which the country was founded. At the same time, it could position all students to question the status quo and even to disrupt it, resulting in a new balance of power where whites are not in the dominant position. Now,
1: that could be a pretty seismic shift, Aunt Carol. As we say, it isn't American history until you know the whole story. But knowing the whole story of America and its pervasive systemic racism could lead to the actual healing, the healing that this country actually and desperately needs.
0: Amen to that, my dear niece.
1: Well, as we close out this episode of the podcast if you want to visit us in between our this episode and the next please visit us on our website www.podpage.com slash why are they so angry that brings today's episode to a close we hope you join us next time when we continue providing the answer to the question why are they so angry As always, we hope you learn something so you can see it, say it, and confront it.